Welcome to Alchemist X, Innovators Inside, the official podcast of Alchemist X, the corporate services division of the Alchemist Accelerator. Alchemist X operates corporate programs for spin-ins and spin-outs. Here on AXII, you'll follow host Rachel Chalmers, head of Alchemist X, as she talks to corporate innovation's highest achievers and most compelling thought leaders. These are fly-on-the-wall conversations with leading practitioners in the field. They'll share their lessons learned so that you can accelerate your development. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up. Today, I am honored to welcome Shigeto Ihara to the show. Shige is the president and CEO of NECX, launched in 2018 by NEC Corp, formerly Nippon Electric Company. NECX is a Palo Alto-based business incubator that fast-tracks technologies and business ideas selected from inside and outside NEC. In October of 2020, NECX graduated its first startup, Inguo.io, a causal analytics company. Full disclosure, Alchemist is working closely with NECX on its current accelerator batch. Before joining NEC, Shige was general manager of the research planning division of NEC. Shige, thank you so much for joining us today. Rachel, thank you for introducing me and uh, thank you for having me today. It's great to have you here. Can you tell us the story of how NECX came into existence? Since NEC has a very long history as a Japanese electronics company, it's a more than 100 years history. And then uh, NEC used to have various businesses, including home electronics, semiconductor, and uh, also the computer or network as a conglomerate business. And then due to the, some environment change, NEC has exited many businesses and are focusing on the solution-oriented business. Uh, some semiconductors or personal computers or some hardware businesses, NEC exited these uh, businesses to focus on the solution. Where the margins are much higher. Yeah, that's right. But NEC also keep uh, the corporate laboratories. I mean, NEC has a global R&D uh, operations around the world. And then we develop many interesting technology. And then these technologies, especially AI, machine learning, or some uh, computers, platform, or networking technology, these can be applicable not only for solution-oriented business, but also for the other domain outside of NEC uh, existing uh, portfolio. I mean, some sort of currently NEC uh, is now focusing on a B2B or B2G type of uh, solution. But uh, as you can see, these technologies can be applicable for some B2C or other domains. And then from the viewpoint of that, some kind of technological asset management, NEC top management want to leverage NEC's R&D capability of having such advanced technology, uh, not only applying it to the existing business, but also try to find out uh, some other business opportunities outside NEC existing area. So. That is the kind of uh, top down, uh, some uh, intention. And then NECX has been established to create a new business based on the advanced uh, technology in the Silicon Valley. I think my favorite thing about your program is that you have all of these fantastic pieces of technology from within NEC's research division, and you match those with external entrepreneurs. You put out a call and say, how might we commercialize these pieces? And so startup folks from the Valley come in, work closely with the Japanese research teams and come up with these great businesses. 
Yeah, that's uh, kind of what we are doing uh, because I believe that uh, NEC has a very good technology, uh, advanced technology, but uh, technology alone uh, is not enough to create a new business. As you mentioned, that uh, the, some kind of combination of technology has with the, some uh, entrepreneurs or some kind of business expert is uh, very key to be successful to create a new business around uh, based on the technology. So that's why NECX is established in Silicon Valley because Silicon Valley is the one of the uh, best place in the world to do such kind of activities. Well, I certainly agree on that point. The cool thing about it from my point of view is that the incentives are so well aligned. The entrepreneurs get a bit of equity, NEC gets a bit of equity, and everybody's working together. I think one of the failure modes of corporate innovation is that you're expecting employees to take on the work of entrepreneurs and to take on the risk and the ambition. And that's that's hard for an employee to do because the the incentives aren't there. That's uh, one of the challenges for us. If NEC has enough uh, capability or some knowledge of the uh, business uh, development, including the domain knowledge, maybe NEC uh, is not necessary to have this NECX type of activities. But as you, you mentioned, uh, in order to create a new business uh, outside of NEC uh, scope, we need to collaborate with the other uh, players, including entrepreneur or uh, investor to share the risk along with the sharing the return. Uh, would be the very key mechanism for us to learn. Exactly. And in the ideal case, you get this win-win scenario where the entrepreneur gets this depth of technology as a head start and NEC gets this expertise around how to enter new markets where it doesn't have that that domain expertise. Um, let's look at a specific example. What was the tech seed for Inguo? The software has been uh, developed under NEC laboratories uh, of the some causal uh, analysis AI tools. And then we believe uh, this has a value in the market. And then uh, that is why we start uh, this project. There's a, a really nice case study on the company's site talking about the application in consumer packaged goods. There's a stain remover and the causal analytics help figure out what caused the stain and diagnose what kind of stain removal approach would be best. It's a very clever application of the technology and obviously one that is so far outside NEC's traditional business that you needed somebody to come in from outside. Yeah, in Ingo case... Uh, we hired EIR. His name is David, and then he is uh, is very experienced with the uh, same uh, such a market research industry. We believe that the market research industry might be a, a good beachhead to create a new business of causal analysis technology. So David brought us market intelligence, how to communicate with the customers, how to explain the value of the technology to the market. He has very good uh, experience on it. So combined together with his expertise and the NEC technology, I think that could be the kind of a very good fit. A really, really good cross-pollination. Shige, when you look back on your own work in innovation, what are you proudest of? NEC technology uh, has a kind of world-class performance, including some academic. And then technology is good and uh, we are struggling to create a new business because we don't have enough knowledge 
to create a business. So uh, through this uh, journey, once we have good uh, matching with the domain expert, I, I'm confident that uh, NEC technology has a value if we have we identify uh, some uh, good match. Yeah, and NEC is far from being alone in struggling to build new companies. We work with partners all over the world in the same situation. You know, you mentioned earlier that Silicon Valley is a great place to do this. There's so much knowledge about company building here and it feels like a really fruitful collaboration for an established company to have an outpost here and to be able to tap into that company development knowledge base. In other words, the key success factor for us is the have a good uh, connection or some uh, good network to work together in the Silicon Valley environment. Uh, especially some uh, talented people in Silicon Valley. I, I think it's very important to find out uh, some uh, good talent who can uh, work with us. That is uh, one of the key success factors. So that's why we, uh, I'm very happy to work together with Alchemist. We're very happy to work with you too. It is all about the network. And one of the great things about working at Alchemist is that Ravi, our founder, has built an incredible network over the years. So we can tap into that for mentors and, and for entrepreneurs in residence. And it makes me feel good about supporting your program. If you had one do-over, if you got to do something over again, what would you do differently? In order to have some uh, the good collaboration with uh, uh, some ecosystem in Silicon Valley, I found that uh, it's very important to have some clear uh, distinction what NECX can offer, including some kind of uh, equity share uh, policy or some technology license uh, mechanism. And then and, uh, through the past experience, we uh, have some developed what is the best balance point. So, sort of the win-win situation, as you mentioned, in the uh, participant. Uh, now, I think NECX has kind of uh, some sort of the uh, better understanding of what's the kind of balance point in the market. I like to start uh, sharing this type of uh, idea first with the entrepreneurs or investors at, at the very beginning. I think that's a great idea because it is really hard to get these incentive structures right. It's a, a constant negotiation. You know, what is the value NEC is bringing to the table? What is the value the entrepreneur is bringing to the table? And what's a fair distribution of the ownership around that? We have not reached yet completed <laughs> stage yet. I mean, uh, we are still under uh, developing or evolving ourselves. But uh, if I could get back to the uh, original stage, it's better for us to start with this type of some sort of template at the beginning. Yeah, good lesson learned. Yeah. What is it, do you think, that makes corporate innovation so difficult? Uh, it depends on the, some industry, especially for some uh, uh, technology uh, industry some macro trend or some um, technology itself uh, will become commoditized. Technology alone will not be some differentiator. And then some sort of the combination of the how to use it or how to uh, realize the such technology uh, from the viewpoint of the application or some from the viewpoint of the user. That kind of knowledge is very important for uh, business innovation. And then some corporate uh, has a lot of resources, but uh, I think it's uh, it's not enough to 
get such knowledge、uh, just only focusing on the internal resources. So, some sort of the technology itself that becomes、uh, commoditized is the we cannot stop it. And how to、uh, get、uh, some knowledge or how to get、uh, outside intelligence、uh, be the important. And then it's contradict with the、uh, corporate、uh, momentum. In many cases. So,、uh, how to make a breakthrough that momentum is the hard part of the large corporation. Yeah, that's a deep point. As, as good as the technology is, it's replicable. Somebody else can build that functionality. The hard part is often creating that customer experience and having that deep knowledge of the customer. And that's hard in a corporate context because you're so specialized and siloed. There are researchers and then there are sales folk, and they don't typically talk to each other. So, in Incorporating that customer experience into a product becomes exponentially harder. And then many corporate, not only just NEC, but has a kind of experience in to be successful in the existing business. And then and corporate tend to maximize the benefit or some revenue from the business, which is good, but it's Hard to create a new business、uh, alone by the company or enterprise itself. Eventually, need to have some open innovation kind of environment or some system、uh, need to be introduced. That is the kind of、uh, hard part for the enterprise to tune themselves to the、uh, ecosystem. And so then it's back to Silicon Valley and back to the network.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. How do you think the COVID pandemic might affect corporations in the longer term? I'm a strong believer that、uh, the pandemic effect has a both、uh, some positive part and a negative part, of course. As you can see,、uh, economy uh, in general has、uh, slowed down because of the pandemic. At the same time, there are lots of new innovations、uh, or some opportunity for the new technology or innovation can be. Applied. That the economy didn't slow down as much as we expected it to. And, and I like the way that the pandemic has rewritten some cultural norms so that working remotely is much more recognized and accepted than it was before. Yeah. And then it, it seems to me that kind of very large scale kind of social new experience will be emerging. Which、uh, is going to change work style of the people, or some, not only just the work style, but the lifestyle of the people. And then, which stimulate some new services or new product into the market. So, it's very tough situation. But、uh, once we can overcome this pandemic situation, then we can see much more uh, interesting uh, uh, market opportunity. In the future. How would you distill all of your experiences into one or two lessons for our listeners?、Uh, from the viewpoint of the、uh, business creation or business development,、uh, it's very important to understand the customers. What's the, the customer pain or some, what is the, the requirement、uh, from the market?、Uh, it's a, a very simple、uh, word, but、uh, very important to understand. And once we can identify,、uh, here is the pain point for certain customers. And then, and,、uh, if we identify some how large unmet needs in the market, then we believe there are high potential or high possibility of the、uh, business success. So, understanding of、uh, the 
customer needs is very important. That's what I learned from my journey. One of the things I really enjoy about the programs we run is uh, getting folks who have never done customer discovery before and training them and telling them, I promise you, after 20 interviews, you'll change your mind about what the segment is, about what the problem is. And it never fails. Between 20 and 25 interviews, they have that moment where the penny drops and they start to understand the power of this approach. And it's so rewarding to me to push people outside the building virtually right now, but eventually physically again, and just get them talking to their customers again. It's interesting to see at the beginning of the program, uh, many uh, members try to sell their idea to the customers. Along with the program, they understand they need to listen. And uh, they need not only just uh, listening, but uh, to understand what the uh, real point from the viewpoint of the customer needs. And that is the very some kind of art of this incubation activity, but the very important. And once we break through that kind of point, then I believe uh, the project has uh, uh, some uh, success rate is uh, going up. Yeah, building that customer empathy muscle. Mm-hmm. The entrepreneurs who, who spend the longest doing that, that activity is highly correlated with the success of a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shigate, how do you avoid burnout? Yeah, <laughs> for me, I, since I, as you know, did a remote work environment, and then uh, I tend to uh, do some uh, exercise. Uh, to walk around or some have uh, some jogging time. Since Silicon Valley is uh, California is a nice place <laughs> for outside exercise. I try to myself have much time as much as possible for exercise. Yeah, I wonder if that's why we've ended up building Silicon Valley in a place with such nice weather, because instead of becoming a brain in a jar, you can always just go out for a walk in the woods. <laughs> I'm in the very good shape for that, <laughs> in that aspect, yeah, yeah. due to the, this environment. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you or to follow your work? NCX has a website. And then we put uh, some a note about the, our event or activities occasionally. So if uh, somebody interested in our program, I recommend to check the NCX website. Yep, it's a great resource. And as I say, this, this program is very close to my heart, so check it out. Yeah. What does the future look like for you personally? Yeah, I think that uh, my I personally, I love this uh, mission, of course, uh, very exciting. Uh, but uh, from the viewpoint of the kind of some uh, NEC corporate, I don't know how to say it, but uh, some uh, I like to share my experience uh, in Silicon Valley uh, to my colleague in Japan uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, that's the other hard part of corporate innovation is taking the lessons learned back to the mothership and being able to transfer that. For our bonus round, uh, can you recommend any books or TV shows that you're enjoying? Uh, I like the book of the Innovator Dilemma. Yes, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I think that uh, very uh, interesting analysis about the industry. Yep, yep. Shige, it's been an absolute delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Rachel. I enjoyed it a lot. Take care. 
This has been Alchemist X, Innovators Inside. If you enjoy our show, we'd be grateful if you could give us a rating or comment on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. You can find the transcript of this conversation, plus links to whatever books, articles, TV shows, and apps we talked about on alchemistaccelerator.com forward slash podcasts. If you'd like to chat more about our corporate programs for spin-ins and spin-outs, email us at innovators at alchemistaccelerator.com. We love hearing from you, so stay connected by following Alchemist X on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Until next time, this has been Alchemist X, innovators inside.